Good morning, good morning. Jesse McDougall here at the Martial Arts of Money. Today is February 12th, 2021, and we've got a celebration podcast here. Woohoo! Um, I don't know if I'll take up the whole hour or not. Um, remember, just when I do these, these are unscripted, unrecorded, off the cuff, through the heart, uh, all intuition, spreading the good word and bringing the good news today. So today we have a day of celebration. Now, it helps first if you understand where my mind is at and where your mind should be at. And if you do this one thing and this one thing, and it's not a secret, it's not a hack. I don't like those words when people are using them. When people are using like hacking and secret, no tricks, bro. No tricks, okay? No more tricks. No more magic, daddy. Um, so yeah, I've done this for about 15 years now. Okay? And uh, I guess I, I had a spreadsheet that I was tracking for, for years, like for seriously 12 years. And uh, so every morning, Friday morning, I wake up and I hop on the scale. And this is for self auditing. So my greatest gift is auditing. Okay, that's where my skill set starts in the business world. Oh, what's this guy? And what I'm learning is most people don't even know what an auditor is or why it's important. They just think an auditor is the guy that comes in and does their books guy at the end of the year. And the business owners are pissed off because they even got to pay these guys. Right? And the only reason why the auditor is there because the business has got a loan from the bank and the bank wants assurances that these statements that they're basing their decisions on are free from material error. Materiality is defined by a dollar amount that any reasonable investor would want to know about. So, and because you can normalize the data, you need to normalize it, normalize, you know, normalize. Okay, so we hopped on the scale today and boom, we lost three pounds. Uh, uh, that is a massive, massive victory. And here's why, because I've been dieting hard for like, uh, that was my first week last week, dieting really hard, right? I cut out all carbs. So I did get uh, complex carbohydrates. There's a difference. It's a, I get annoyed. People are like, oh, I cut out all carbs. I'm like, so you don't eat vegetables? They're like, no, I don't eat carbs. Vegetables are carbs, you moron. And I hear professionals, guys that like people pay lots of money say this kind of stuff to it. It's ridiculous. So complex carbohydrates. And the week... Before this, I uh, I was only having oatmeal, <laughs> one serving of oatmeal a day. And I gained a pound two weeks ago. Okay, and that's not cool. Because where my head is at, I'm, I want to live to be 144, okay? And I think it's possible. I've got the healthiest genome uh, for my age demographic, so does my father and all of my friends, people that are close to me. They're all champions. Like, they're all alphas. And I don't say this to brag. I say this just because I've been a champion my entire life. And so for people who play sports, and you know what I'm, you resonate with what I'm saying, you, that feeling of being with a team and camaraderie, and achieving goals together and becoming a champion, not only at one thing, but three things at a pretty respectable, at a super high level 
I will just say at a high level, a professional level. And then now that three years has gone by, uh, no professional fighting, no martial arts, just on my own here, um, I see now, I see the role of the champion in society where it comes in. The champion is the source of strength, inspiration, and protection. The champion is the one that stands up to Goliath and faces the odds that are against him but continues to forward, walk forward anyways. I've done that my entire life. I've been fortunate. I've been blessed with courage to... Live the hero's journey, okay? You know, all the personal development tapes, all the, all the motivational stuff. I did all that, man. did all that for 20 years. <laughs> like, so, that's why. Like, it, so, I'm not, I'm not dissing people for giving speeches and all that or whatever and the rah-rah, because rah-rah is good. Okay, you need rah-rah. And what rah-rah is, it's either... Depends. It depends on your element. We won't get into that right now. Maybe we will. But I just want to focus on that. It's my goal to live to be 144. And, I'm, and I believe you can. I believe it is possible. There's never been a greater time to prolong life. There's never been a greater time for martial arts in the world. I've got people... The server's back up. I'm missing my uh, general user interface. But, uh, yeah, the server's up. And so the guy helping me last night, I, I, I told him, or whatever, he's like, man, he's like, you've been learning. You've sure been learning well. Like, you was saying, good job, you know? And then I said, uh, well, yeah, ever since I retired from professional mixed martial arts three years ago, I locked myself in my foxhole. Retired windows, and all I did, I cut off all communication with the outside world. I cut off all skills, anything, any, all distractions. Did Linux. And I was using Linux for uh, five years before this, but only part-time. So I was dual booting. I'm dual booting. I wasn't dual booting, okay, dick bangers. I had a production server and uh, beside the high-frequency trading firms downtown Toronto, the nexus of the Internet of Canada, okay, right on the pipeline. And so I would manage my server and the softwares from a distance. So the unit I was using, my everyday experience, was Windows. And Windows is a great product, okay? But it's a consumer-based operating system. It takes your time. It doesn't develop you to be a computer scientist. It develops you to be a Windows consumer is the first thing. Then if you're an admin, then you're a Windows computer scientist. Okay, and there's a difference. And we can only serve one Lord, right? I can't serve two masters. And the master I serve is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that's the team that I'm on, bro. Because he's three years in the foxhole looking for jobs, getting jobs, listen to everyone else, what they think I should be doing and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And it took me three years. So it took me till COVID to realize how many narcissists are, are, I'm surrounded by, how many people 
that I'll take their information and I'll take their information, I'll use it, I'll test it, and I'll see if it works for me. I'll test it for 30 days or 111 days, depending on the information that I want to test. And, uh, but then what I, here's what I do notice. When I, it's time for me to make a request out of someone, Nobody. Nobody is willing to do it. So what I've learned is uh, nobody is willing to do anything in my reality experience unless there's money involved. And that is sad. And this is going to segue to the next, uh, the prophecy of John of Jerusalem which at this point, I'm fully aware nobody knows what that is. But guess what? Just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean I don't know what it is. Right? So if you listen, I'd like you to listen to my previous podcasts. There's some powerful messages there. So first, we're going to celebrate the three pounds we lost today. I didn't eat any oatmeal and I think I missed two dinners. Like I didn't eat dinner last night. I just had nuts and that's it. And yeah, that's the solution. So eat less is just consume less and you don't need more. It's surprising. You'll have less energy by consuming more. Huh? Counterintuitive, isn't it? I didn't have any red meat, but now here's the thing. Okay. And I've got to caution everyone. The flame that burns twice as bright burns half as long, okay? So life is a marathon. We all know this. You have to celebrate your victories. You have to take enjoyment. If you don't enjoy your victories, you're going to burn out, bud. And at this time, if you're not in line with what I'm saying, like if you're not willing to celebrate your victories on Saturday, when you've lost a pound a week, um, you're paying me at that point. For me to continue to talk to you in life and guide you and help you prolong your living existence and increase your prosperity and your intelligence, you have to pay me. And you have to realize that's fair and reasonable because tigers need to eat too. And so maybe that's my hook. Maybe my hook is I bait you in with love. And I show you the path and I show you the way. And you get working, right? And you make moves. But there's some principles that if you violate these principles, well, now you pay me. And that's where I cut off the love. I cut off the love, then you pay me, then I treat you just like every other corporation. And then it's just business from there, bro. Because there's one thing I've learned, and I've always known this part. My love, my kindness is not to be taken for weakness. But people do because you have to teach them and you have to train them. Because... Most of humanity, where the pain is, it's in grief. It's in mental pain. Now, the people that have 
They're narcissists. Square root of the conversation. And at this point, I anoint you if you're listening. I anoint you to protect the words that I say. I anoint you to attack, defend the 20% of Karens who come through and they cut me down at the knees and they're the ones that crucified Jesus. They're the ones that crucified St. Andrew because they were undoing things that their minds couldn't comprehend because they were more intelligent or advanced than they were. And it's a reaction in life. When you take action, there's going to be a reaction. With Homo sapiens, and it's not our fault, it's just the way we've been brought up because all the atrocities and the deception, all the lies. The attack, the unknown. Instinctively. And I know this because of the hundred plus fights I've been in my life. I'm talking physical. Stories for days. Definitely toughest guy at the barbecue. If I ever meet Dana White one day, just say, man, I'm just the toughest guy at the barbecue. I'm cool with that. I'm the toughest guy in my tribe. I can protect my tribe. I can protect my clan. I can build the clan. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing for years. So celebrating... Saturday. So I need to celebrate Saturday. I lost three pounds. This is huge, guys. If you lose one pound a week, like, man, you just climbed Mount Everest. Three pounds. And this proves... So the Tao has been calling me for years, the Taoist energy, and uh, make, make some huge progress on the, on the spiritual front, man. Oh, this is great. And uh, yeah, basically the Tao is saying about vegetarianism. And they, forget who it was, the, uh, Genghis Khan went and met one of the Taoist disciples. I do not recall his name and I apologize. Um, he abolished animal sacrifices at all the monks' temple. And here's the thing. Now, brace yourself. I'm going to... Wrath of the Lord's going to come out, okay? Powerhouse is going to come out. Three, two, one. You don't need to eat animals to survive! You don't! Be carnivore all you want to create. I'm not saying don't eat carnivore. We're not doing that. And this is where I need the holy angels to protect me from Karens because I get slaughtered. And this is nothing new to me. I'm the guy they look at and they want to slaughter. They want to kill me. They want to take him down. Because they can't see someone else succeed because they can't do what I'm doing. So they stop me. And they're going to stop you. When I use the word me, it's not being selfish. I'm speaking because I'm going first. And this is going to happen to you if you come down the powerhouse method. And you probably can relate to a lot of what I'm saying, but in your own stories, of your own art form. And this is where I'm looking forward 
to unlocking the writing capability in your genome that you may or may not already have. And if you already are a fantastic writer like me, great. We're going to get you on the command line. We're going to get you learning how to do some ninja skills. Now you're lethal, bruh. No, you're not just hiring the tech guy. You're not just giving it to the VA. You're actually going to do the work yourself and you're going to go through the pain and you're going to acquire the knowledge and complete the skills and then you're going to get experience. Whoa, what a concept. 60-year-old men can do this. 80-year-old men can do this. 10-year-old kids can do this. 40-year-old men can do this. All humanity. There's one guy, he's like, yeah, well, you know what? Some kid from Africa. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, well, if you say your, your service product is for everyone, you don't even have a product or service. I was like, son, shut your mouth, open your ears, and listen with your heart because the truth's walking right in front and you don't even have a clue. All right, son? Peanut gallery. <laughs> Everyone's voicing their concern. They're, they're you know, and that's, that's cool. Um, and I had one guy on LinkedIn. So here's a good example. So on LinkedIn, I'm being pretty assertive, you know what I mean? And uh, it's working. I 95% of everything I've done on LinkedIn has been well received. And that's a good sign because those are affluent people, okay? Now, when I go on Facebook or other places, I get slaughtered, slaughtered. And it is, it is, uh, man, it, it's traumatizing. When you're trying to communicate your reality to the best of your opinion, to your uh, best of your uh, abilities, and you ha you're authentically sound. You're coming with good intentions. And you get slaughtered for being your authentic self. No wonder why people are scared to speak in public. I see that. But remember, the traumatization pain that you're feeling is not real. Silly goose. It's not real. It's fake. <laughs> You made it up in your head. Okay. And you know, one of the ways that I deal with pain is jujitsu. Jujitsu. So, like I said, before I started jujitsu, I think I had a hundred street fights. And uh, maybe just a couple less or something. Pie. And so, I was a wrestler. Power, powerful for my size. Powerful. Okay, not as powerful as Dan Scarab, and that's okay, but Dan Scarab doesn't have flow like I do. There's a difference. Your power can become an anchor, and you don't want to be an anchor, because when you're an anchor, you're, uh, you're a target. You're not moving, you're, you're stagnant, static. That's why I like water because you become formless and you give yourself up um, and you learn a new form of energy.
the first guy I was training with, MMA, not the first guy, um, when I moved to Southern Ontario, okay? When I moved to Southern Ontario, I was a distant land. I lived in Northern Ontario, Thunder Bay, up in the north. Don, John Snow of the Game of Thrones, okay? That's me. If you're wondering who I am, I'm John Snow of Game of Thrones. Here's what it is. So, his name was Sean Payne Peters. His name is Sean Payne Peters. That guy choked me out at least a hundred times before I even learned how to defend. And then when I went to Tom, and I was doing mostly Muay Thai there, I wasn't doing any really much jujitsu. Because I have wrestling and my, I spent 10 years of my life, invested 10 years of my life, learning how to do a sprawl and brawl. If you look at Chuck Liddell, his fighting style is my fighting style. And the people love it. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. And so I went to, after I won the European Muay Thai Championship, I ended up in uh, London, Ontario for five years. <clears throat> Those were epic years. And uh, I trained at Team Tompkins. It was the best place to train at in Canada. These guys fucked. The thing I liked about Team Tompkins is they were good. And they had energy. They did not get tired in the ring. And they bang, 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 bang. The entire fight did not stop. You just outwork them. If you just outwork someone, you just 10 times more the amount of work that they produce in a ring, you're going to win based on points, even if you don't knock them out. So the best, I often say, offense wins games. Defense wins championships. The best defense is a good offense. And that's what I learned at Team Tompkins. I learned how to survive. I learned how to get my ass beaten down daily. And then I also learned how to survive. A rear naked choke. My rear naked choke defense skills, 9 out of 10. Screw it. We'll say 10 out of 10. Does that mean I'm invincible to a rear naked choke? No. The fact that someone get me in a rear naked choke, rear naked choke is the first problem. Don't ever give someone your back. If someone takes your back, bro. Shit. Boo. Ooh, there's no, that's the biggest dishonor. So what I would do, because I'm arrogant when I fight, I peacock, and I knock someone down, I just turn my back to them. In Muay Thai, that's the biggest thing you can do. I raise my hands and look at the crowd, and I walk around and I peacock while the guy's down, getting up, and the ref's counting to eight. What I'm doing 
Because I'm telling the judge I'm dominating the ring. This is my sacred space. How dare this person be here? And the judges agree subconsciously. They're like, yes, this guy is winning. Look at him. The other man is on the ground. He's turned his back to him, shown him shame, and raising his arms to the crowd to give joy back to the people. And this is how judges think in Muay Thai. Okay, Muay Thai, I love the culture of it. But make no mistake, martial arts is, it's a brutal business. It's brutal and it's filled with snakes. And this is where I've learned I talk pirates and charlatans, dick bangers. Because you haven't walked a mile in my shoes, bruh. And for you other professional, the best thing I like about this, my movement and kind of my frequency is any other pro martial artist, including GSP, including Connor, these guys aren't going to hate me for saying what I'm saying. They're going to say, hey, this powerhouse is pretty good for the sport. He's pretty good for martial arts. Because martial arts is not just UFC in the ring, you bunch of barbarians. So, so when I would get in a rear naked choke, because what happens is in jiu-jitsu, when someone bests you, because for me, I'm all about high performance, right? So when I go into the gym, it's work, work, work. I want to get as many repetitions as I can. So I just drill muscle memory, the movements, the fluidity in me, Okay. I have no ego. Always oh, thought you and other guys would brag when they like, oh, what are you talking about, Jesse? I tapped you three times. Like Rammer. Rammer's 10 years younger than me. He's rear naked choked the fuck out of me. And he thinks that he can dominate me. He thinks that he's dominating me. But he doesn't understand. I'm not trying to go 10 out of 10 and win. And he is because he's climbing up the hill. I'm specifically working on certain movements. And he's going faster. And if you're going faster... Great, you're going faster. I'm not gonna go faster because I'm not here to try to win. I'm here to try to like work on stuff. It's training. This isn't a fight. And uh, uh, yeah, so when someone gets you in a rear naked choke, you, you tap right away. Oh, you got me a tap. No, you don't just tap right away. We're not doing sport jujitsu. I was never doing sport martial arts. I'm doing martial. Forget the art. So I read Ronda Rousey's book a couple years ago. There's a YouTube uh, book review on it. And uh, she says something. Uh, see if I can find it here. Let's check the time. Uh, this would be a good one if I can find it for Ronda. <clears throat> Hype can only get you so far. Yeah, right here. Got it. Sweet. My fight, your fight. And so if you read this book, you may or may have not made note of this. And you probably didn't. I don't know. Maybe you did. You probably didn't. Okay, let's see. I would have highlighted it because it was that important. 
because I highlight stuff that helps me think in a new way in the book and it's not here. So this one, I really respected her after I read this. And uh, yeah. So basically she says, well, what I realized with pain was pain is in the mind and it's not real. And what does it mean not real? Well, is this pain going to kill me? This pain, this anguish, this grief that I'm feeling that's blocking my heart chakra. And we all agree that this is what humanity needs to prove on so that the next 1,000 years, we can mitigate the amount of atrocities that is going to happen to the children. Already been prophesized. We'll get into that. Now, if you just hold your breath and namaste and just give yourself to the Lord in faith that everything's going to be okay, you will realize the devil in your mind, the weakness, the bad wolf trying to take you down, will dissipate in about 30 seconds. Now, at this point, I want you to leverage the hundreds of rear naked chokes that I've had attacked on me by amazing athletes over the 20-year martial arts career. What I would do, when they would best me, it took me a while to, years to get to this point, but once they bested me, I knew I was bested, okay? But I realized I was tapping quickly out of reaction. And so if you tap quickly and out of reaction during training, what's gonna happen when you get into the ring? There's an increased probability that you're going to tap out of the reaction because that's your training. So that's what I realized doing less was actually bringing me more. <clears throat> and this has been a little bit challenging to, to learn. Especially with computers, that's the best thing. That's the okay, We won't get into that. But so now... What I did for, I remember I started doing this Mark Perrier because he was, because uh, he's smaller than me and uh, not as experienced, but he's a gamer, make no mistake, right? So what I could do was he wasn't going to completely tear off my head when he was giving me the rear naked choke. And uh, over the years, I was good at defending the rear naked choke, but just because you can defend doesn't mean you can stop it, right? And... Uh, if your house is going to fall, just let it crumble, bruh. So what I would do is I would let, when the person choked me, I would just, I would either, I said at one point, I've had it, I've had enough. You can make me unconscious or, or not. And so if you're going to beat me on the mats with a rear naked choke, well, you better put me unconscious because I can survive. And what I learned to do was I learned how to survive in the pain as someone's taking the oxygen away from me. Hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Have you ever been rear naked choked? If you've been rear naked choked, how many times have you survived a rear naked choke? How many times have you gotten out of a rear naked choke? And what I know for the rest of my life till I'm 144, even if a 25-year-old stud comes up and bests me because he's stronger than me, he's going to have to work really hard to 
make his rear naked choke work on me. And once he burns out from using his power and using his lactic acid builds up, well, powerhouse is going to slither out of that rear naked choke and go into mount. And now this 25-year-old's in a real problem. And it doesn't matter how much power you have or how much vigor or how much youth. If your arms have been trying to choke me for a minute or two and your lactic acid is building up and you're not as conditioned as I am, you're in a problem, son. You're in a real problem. And now you're going to look like a total fool in front of all your little friends, Jake Paul. And so what I realized after about 30 seconds, <clears throat> the pain just went away. And you learn to embrace the pain. Okay? And you learn to be comfortable with pain. And you, or you learn to be like, okay, this is pain. Pain's a real feeling, right? So... There's nothing to run away from real feelings or being scared of your feelings. That's nonsense. And what I realized was I put up a lead magnet on uh, Orca Martial Arts or maybe McDougal.ninja, I don't know. And uh, I'll, I'll do a piece on how to defend a rear naked choke. Fill out the form for that one, bud. <clears throat> oh, I don't want to fill out a form because my data. My data is to see privacy. Okay, that's fine. You're not going to be learning how to defend a rear naked choke from Powerhouse. Martial Arts Hall of Famer. Because your ego. Because you can't fill out a form because you're being selfish of the fear of the unknown. Because my data. Oh, no. Your data is going to go into Jesse McDougal's database? Oh no, what atrocity is that? He might actually send you a birthday email and a birthday text, maybe a birthday card. Maybe he might send you a Christmas present. Maybe he might tell you he's having a party and there's going to be 30 women there and only a couple dudes. But I can't tell you to, to come there because you won't fill out a form, guy. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, uh, I'll tell you, okay, we'll segue into, yeah, I want, I want to have more fun, okay? I don't want to get, because when I tell you about the prophecy of John of Jerusalem, man, this is heavy stuff, guys. This is stuff you can't, like, you can't just look away from this. You can't. And if you do, you're a coward. And at that point, you're no longer part of the solution. You are the root of the problem because of your ignorance. And it's going to take humans a thousand years to collectively agree and see what I see and why it's bad. And I'm trying, I've given, giving my life to bring awareness to this, the prophecy of John of Jerusalem. And the interesting thing is I have... playlist called what did john say
Okay, so <clears throat> here's what's what. The ladies love me, guys. You know why the ladies love me? Because I'm good looking, I'm intelligent, I'm successful, and I'm a good person. I believe ladies like me because they can see I'm authentically a good human being. And so finally, they can hang out with someone and be themselves and not have to put on a charade and layers of masks. I live in, Tor in Vancouver, guys. This place is so chauvinistic, it's insane. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. People hide behind these like, <laughs> just whatever. Wow, you got money? Great. The fact that you're alive is because I'm allowing you to be right now. Like, so your lungs, your feels, I can take those away from you. Okay, I can. But now here's the difference. You can't take my lungs away from me. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference. And that's a powerful statement. And I let them take in the knowledge that I just gave them. Now, I'm slowly getting control of my reality and being my authentic self. If you don't show your strengths, <clears throat> I mean, you're wasting them. And that's what I realized. I can't let my skills rot and waste. Anyways, I'll tell you about, okay, so I used to live, when I first moved to Vancouver, and I made the song Ocean. We're going to save John of Jerusalem for another time. Not today. Not today. But you know, maybe that's what I'll do. No, I don't know. I'm going to do something on Saturday. My friend Depeche, he, uh, he's like a health worker or whatever, and he's really good, and he's a big-time yogi. Um, he said, yeah, Jesse, with you, he just, Brandon, you, you just got to, like, you got to take a day where you just, you go do you, bro. Because I work, right? I just, I'm chained to my desk. And I'm cool with that. I embrace the pain, Okay. I'm way beyond pain, guys. The reason I'm talking about pain is because I realize the world has grief. And I realize now that humanity's heart chakra is locked. It's clogged. Okay? The energy is blocked because of grief. And grief is mental pain. And we all have mental pain in different ways. But here's the square root of that conversation. Finances. Finances. <clears throat> That's where it begins, and that's where I'm the master. Master, master, where's those dreams that I'll be after? Laughter, laughter, laughing on my craze. So, yeah, when I used to live in, uh, <clears throat> first moved to Vancouver, <clears throat> we, uh, I moved to 23rd floor, Corner, condo suite, right on English Bay face in the ocean. And so every year they have this thing called the Celebration of Lights or Festival of Lights. And they, for three days they have fireworks. And every year they do different country, does a different, like that's what their marketing part does, the different art and form and it's a festival of light. I'd much prefer feed people than do fireworks, like no more fireworks. Why, why are you guys doing fireworks? Like feed the people? You know what I mean? Take that money. Say, don't spend it. Save for 10 years. Build homes. Mm. 
Now, <coughs> and so I would have parties, okay? And remember, I was a controller at a publicly traded company, I invited everyone there, and it was mostly just nerd dudes, right? Whole bunch of guys invited from my martial arts gym and everything, invited a bunch of people, everyone's welcome. And I guess what? There is me, Darcy Crack, Chad Brettschneider, Spencer. Four guys, 27 women showed up. None. who are seven or less out of 10. Think about that. And this is true. My buddies will back this up. <clears throat> Four dudes, 27 women. And this is before Alana and I were in a relationship and she showed up there. Her and I had a bit of a falling out or whatever. And uh, but she still showed up anyways. And I wanted to see how she handled herself. And she passed. And that was the final test I needed to enter a relationship with her. You got to know, man. If you're going to dedicate your life to women, you got to realize the odds are stacked against you, brother. So we're going to end this podcast with a song that I wrote. <clears throat> the first morning, I woke up in Vancouver. So I was in, uh, before this, before we went to Vancouver, never been to Vancouver, and uh Furthest I've been west was Winnipeg or Alberta. And uh, mostly just the army for Alberta. Um, so, yeah. I was in Sudbury and stuff sunk. It didn't work out well. And I said, screw this. Freaking tadpole, tadpole of Canada and this, like, whatever. I'm not letting this rickety rack hold me down this mickey mouse club i gotta keep shining bruh don't take your shadows and try to dim my light son so my buddy chad that i knew from uh elementary school he was in sudbury because he goes back and forth for film all the time and uh yeah he just he really wanted to get back out there so I said fine we do it he got the place for us and uh went there Drove all the way across Canada. We made some good time, man. And uh, we got in the apartment. I didn't even see outside. I went to sleep because I was so tired. And uh, the next morning, I woke up and Chad was already working. He already went to work. Didn't even unpack his stuff. He already went to work to make money. Okay, but then I had the day for myself. And I opened up the blind. Blinds. Because all I could hear, I woke up and all I could hear is... 
birds. Whatever the bird sounds. I don't know the bird sounds. And so the sun came in, and this is what this is what the energy gave me.